I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Transmitting live from Planet Margate. This is episode 11, season 2 of Buddies Buddies, season 2 for 2020, featuring cross-stitch artist Keith Clark. Now, I don't know if you can tell, you probably can, uh, if I couldn't repair it in production, uh, it's windy and blowy, but the tide is out, the beach is my friend, and it's uh, a happy new year, uh, <laughs> I hope uh, Christmas and New year was great for you. I don't know when the cutoff is for wishing Happy New Year's, but it certainly isn't uh, yet. So, yeah, big ups to you. Salutes. We made it. We did it. It was a complete success. Well done. Who'd have thought? Uh, we were at the other side. We're in a new decade. Um, all of these things. Uh, congrats. Uh, what, what a time to be alive in the future in these post-Blade Runner uh, times. As I was saying, so it's windy, um, but it's, oh, it's so gorgeous down here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at the beach, this is my usual recording spot. It's been so long uh, since the last intro and outro that I've, I sort of forgot how to do it or the what. I was like, wait, here's what I've got all my gear, I've got all my stuff. Uh, so I wait till the tide goes out. Uh, so it just goes, yeah, yeah, okay. And so I was running through the mental checklist and it's weird how when you sort of break a routine for a few weeks and come back to it, how rusty one can get. But uh, now's a good time to get all that rust off the old machine and get cracking on with season two of Buddies Buddies. Uh, before I get into all that, um, just a quick rundown. I'd like to give you a little weather report to put you in the, uh, in the zone right here where I am. Um, the sky is absolutely stunning uh it's dark in front of me right now with a blissful massive full moon right up there it's crazy bright while being really dark at the same time behind me just turn around we've still got remnants of daylight which is 
so nice to see because that tells me that the days are getting longer uh i'm doing this about uh well as usual um you remember this from last season i'm doing this a few hours before the episode goes up so here's hoping it records and here's hoping that um batteries stay charged and i get it edited and up before 12 midnight uh fingers crossed um out at sea we've got a lot of these you get those like big boats i don't i don't know exactly what they do but they're all lit up and it's really pretty in the far distance you've got the uh the weird sort of I mean, speaking of Blade Runner, there's something weird and sci-fi, sort of Star Warsy about it. These blinking lights of, I think they're the wind farms. Um, and then to the left of that, uh, depending on where I'm standing, of course, uh, you've got the distant lights of Westgate and further. And then behind me, uh, well, actually, it, all right, I'm going to start giving you these geographical directions because it is sort of irrelevant and basically i'm on the beach um all around me there's lights uh, above me is the moon ahead of me is lights at sea uh behind me there's um lights of margate town uh it's beautiful and i wish you were here but since you're not i'm just trying to give you a little uh theater of the mind trip of uh what is around me Anyway, as I said earlier, I hope all was well in the festive period, whether or not you get down in that sense. Uh, if you did, then awesome. Hope it was a goodie. Uh, if you didn't, naturally the same applies. I hope you had a, a lovely end of December and beginning of January. Now, I have some news about the podcast. So, obviously it's back. Uh, same presenter me same everything else artwork uh, editing all that kind of malarkey so nothing's changed in that sense but yeah uh, so I, I'm going to be doing it in seasons obviously so like season one's just happened that was 10 episodes I think this one's going to be another 10 episodes but I'll see because uh, the frequency is going to be changing um, not much but I'm spacing it out a bit more now so uh, it's, it's going to be basically every fortnight because what I was realising was, uh, I, I was sort of speaking to people about the podcast and um, what's cool about doing it very locally is that there might be some people who don't really listen to podcasts, perhaps around here. And so, it I mean, for me, like I will eat podcasts, like I'll listen to three-hour podcasts all day and think nothing of it. Some people aren't on on that level and that level isn't necessarily a good level to be at uh, i'm actually trying to reduce the amount of podcasts i listen to this year because uh, last year it got absolutely out of hand and uh it sounds funny sort of telling you that i'm limiting the time i spend listening to podcasts at the start of my own podcast but um i hope you understand that it's just because like i i produce a lot of podcasts in the week so i'm, I'm listening to a lot while working and then also listening to more when I'm not working, which is, it's it's cool up to a point. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of need to, I need to limit that a bit. So doing it in Margate, um, there, there are a few people, I think, in Margate who are listening to it. And uh, maybe podcasts aren't like a sort of a part of their listening diet, I suppose you call it. So having it coming out every week 
is it can be a bit daunting to some and um it's quite hard to keep up with it all and um i want this to be something that's really accessible and i don't want it to feel like a chore or something that people have to sort of you know every time i see them they're like oh sorry i haven't been listening to the podcast like it, it it's bloody amazing if people listen to it I, i'm so grateful and thankful and you know that i hope you know that um but if i put it out every two weeks then hopefully that will give people a, a nice long chance to catch up and uh Yes, you know, spend a bit of time with each episode. The other reason as well is because I'm quite a bit busier at the moment. Um, So, like, I've I've got a few other sort of worky bits and pieces on at the moment. And um, in all honesty, to put out the podcast every week, last year it got pretty tricky. Um, It all happened, and I was very disciplined, and I made sure it came out every every Friday. But... um, yeah, I've got to say that to to get like to get consistent guests and edit it and do all the other bits and pieces that come along with it, I really need to give myself an extra week in between because you know on, on top of making it, I also want to like promote it a bit as well. And like, there's a lot of things I, I feel like I neglected last year actually in in all the production of it. Um, yeah, as I say, like things as simple as promoting it and telling people about it. I spent a lot of time making it and I think it's probably, I'm sure I speak for a lot of people who do creative endeavours and things like that. The promoting part is um, sometimes that's like, it's not so appealing. Anyway, this year I'm going to try and do a lot better with that. So uh, I hope that all makes sense. Yeah, a bit rambly, but I I do want to let you know that it's not just like, eh, can't be bothered. I just thought I'd fling it out every two weeks. It's not that. It's... um, there are a lot of things involved in it and uh you'll still get the the 100 percent effort i put in to every episode maybe even more so but yeah uh, it's going to be every fortnight from now on going forward as they say and with that in mind allow me to introduce you to today's guest so uh, every now and again, I'm going to do some episodes with uh, a few non-Margate people, just because they're, they're, you know, like sometimes people pass through town and maybe they're friends or people who, uh, you know, if they're, if they're around and I'm around and our calendars collide in a in a good way, then yeah, like it would be a cool opportunity to have a, have a chat and yeah, just kind of keep the podcast ball rolling. Um, this was the case with this episode, so. I know this guy called Keith Clark, who I know him through um, Scroobius Pip. Uh, you might know Scroobius Pip from uh, Dan Lassac versus Scroobius Pip. Perhaps their single Thou Shall Always Kill, uh, the podcast Distraction Pieces, or um, yeah, Dan Lassac's uh, podcast Falling Forward, things like this. Yeah, they, they've been around for a while doing all kinds of like really, really, really cool stuff individually and as a duo. Um, so... Keith Clark came to my attention um, around the time when I was making music and sort of doing doing a few musicy bits and pieces with the extended Scroobius Pip universe, and uh, I uh, also I, I used to do a lot of stuff with this. Uh, there's a label in America called Strange Famous, which is run by, um, I mean, now among other people, uh, uh, Sage Francis, who is this. Uh, He's like one of my favourite artists of all time, basically. Uh, spoken word, hip-hop, um, label runner, 
relentless tour beast uh one of one of the greatest to do it basically um so yeah i, I was very um, i've always been hugely grateful to them and uh, and always felt very fortunate to be a part of that that world anyway um keith clark is a he's a fan of pip and he's a fan of strange famous and um he uh he does these really intricate and very imaginative uh unique cross stitch pieces um as we say in the chat uh i I didn't really know that cross stitching was like i knew it was a thing or obviously but like i didn't know it was a sort of i don't know i guess you call it an adult thing like i didn't know something is like when i saw his stuff it was kind of a bit of a revelation because i didn't realize it was something that was sort of around or like a scene but then I did a bit more digging and it's like, oh, this is, this is huge. This is way more than I was expecting. And there's some really mind-blowing stuff out there as well, like really fascinating. And people are doing some crazy inventive stuff with it. Uh, Keith is among one of those people. And like he, he's done a lot of uh, sort of cross-stitch portraits of actually a lot of people I've worked with too. And, um, and he's done two of me as well, which is, I mean, that's like one of the most flattering things anyone could do spending hours stabbing a piece of fabric with a needle and rendering a picture of your head uh it's a it's a unique experience and one that i shan't forget for a long time to come um so yeah very very cool stuff uh that's not the only reason i wanted to talk to him um i mean yeah as i say his other work is incredible he's got a lot of really interesting stories about his works as well like there's one about the uh, the infamous credit card incident which is uh it's a it's a it, it's got a lovely sort of core to it and the intent behind it is i, I love it so much it's it's really good um so yeah, you, you'll dig that i think and um yeah uh, it's just it's really it's just really nice to hear another side of the creative coin i suppose you call it um in a world that I didn't really know much about before I spoke to him and I feel like he sort of filled in a lot of those gaps and made me I mean basically I really want to start doing it now it sounds sounds brilliant it sounds such, such a sort of meditative world to be in and uh yeah you know like uh, talking to um Bridget and Ian and Clay Space like about the the sort of mental health benefits of working with clay and doing ceramics like i feel like cross stitch has a lot of that going for it um the slow real time thing you know doing things with your hands like so it's got all that and um that's that's a really that's a really great place to be on top of that he lives on a barge which i find fascinating (laughs) um and yeah he, he goes into that and uh the various uh, intricacies and uh, idiosyncrasies of life on a barge. Um, so, yeah, fascinating cat. Uh, really nice to talk to Keith. Um, you can get in contact with him. Uh, or, like At the end, it sounds like he says uh, he's on Twitter on Chaos Clock. Uh, it's K.S. Clark. I just realised that when I was editing it. It's, it like, Chaos Clock is a... It's a cool as hell twitter name but um no he's uh, ks clark anyway all links will be in the uh, description as you will see um 
I'm looking at the clock on my recorder and it's telling me that I've been yammering for far too long. Uh, but I was just, I was really excited to come down on the beach and talk to you because I haven't done this for ages and it feels like such a long time. So yeah, I just wanted to come and yammer for a bit and I've had a, uh, two, two coffees so far. So that can only, uh, propel the yammering but yeah I, I think i think i've uh, essentially covered all the um, yammering so far so uh also I, I really need to i really need to edit this and get it up and running before midnight um time is marching on folks so please enjoy this uh extra bonus uh this um this non-margate edition of buddies buddies uh we will be resuming regular margate duties next uh, episode but yeah i wanted to i wanted to just drop this one by you and um introduce you to uh, a good friend of mine and uh, somebody who's doing some really cool stuff and hopefully there's a, a lot to be inspired by from it as well um yeah uh hope you dig uh episode 11 season two of buddies buddies i am joined by cross stitch king Longboat captain, who is, uh, well, you're steady killing it on the cross stitch. <laughs> That's an old B. Dolan quote. <laughs> steady killing it. Nice. Uh, this is uh, Buddy Peace, and you are listening to me and Keith Clark. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm good, Keith. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. What's, how's, how's life in Margate? Today? <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, it's a bit hot, but, you know, I'm enjoying it. Am I enjoying it? I don't know. I feel like I should be enjoying it. I mean, we've been hanging out for three hours, so if you're not, I kind of take it personally. <laughs> now, that part's been great. I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I should be appreciating and sucking in all of the summer while I can. But I get a bit tetchy when the sun's full beam and I'm uh, sun creamless. <laughs> and my, my poor fair skin doesn't do too great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in answer to your question, I'm doing very well. So, um, I know you through many tenuous links mm-hmm. but the main tributary no that's a river that's a river oh you know about rivers we'll get to that later the main gateway yeah to keith world is scroobius pip yeah, yeah so how do you know scroobius pip <laughs> personally because you know him not only as a fan of and Danisak, but you know them. You know them too. I know them through their music, and we've met a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. I used to, I used to work with a gentleman who collaborated with some of Scuba's Pip's really early stuff, like oh. pre MySpace stuff, like his old pianist um, guy called Ollie. Oh. Uh, and they used to do some music together, and we used to work together. And uh, one day he phoned me up and said, "Keith, you know, I know you like hip hop, and I know you like beards." Uh, so maybe you should check out some of my, my collaborations with this guy. Hip-hop and beers and, yeah, uh, go about, together like salt and french fries. That's about 12 years ago now. And um, wow. I, you're, you're a frequent collaborator of theirs. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we've we done a little bit together. Because you appeared on Distraction Pieces podcast. The first ever live guest. Yeah, yeah, you're literally not only the first live podcast, but the live guest, the yeah, first yeah. live guest. And I remember, because I... That was like two episodes into my production stint on the podcast, mm-hmm. and but yeah, like I've I've known you since long before then. But it was it was mad like hearing you on there because like I've I've only ever seen your 
work and words on Instagram <laughs> and I haven't heard you talk. But yeah, yeah, that was cool because you, you guys get along really well. But like he was explaining how you met or I think this was like the first time you met. Oh, yeah, yeah, Was you were his like cue card holder. All right, okay. Or like you you gave him the... Uh, that wasn't the first time we met. The first uh, he he tells a story on his podcast. The first time we met, and I'm backstage while he's telling this, so he makes me come off like a right stalker. <laughs> I couldn't even defend myself, but um, I just kind of walked out of a Public Enemy gig and I saw him standing there, and I kind of introduced myself. Uh-huh. And as he says on his podcast, like that was his way of learning that I wasn't that weird. I wasn't just following him around <laughs> his gigs. I was just going to cool hip hop gigs. Yeah, and no, 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 of, I, I like music uh, yeah. other than yours, and I'm not. But yeah, and then um, I don't know. Years later, I, I went to see him do a like a like a warm up gig for a tour. Um, so it was his first gig for a long time. Him and Dan, and he just completely forgot the lyrics. Restarted the song, tried again, forgot them. Restarted the song, and I just kind of leaned over and whispered to him, "Like, <laughs> here you go." That's amazing. What was the song? Oh God, I can't even remember now. Wasn't it like... Um, oh, it was a big one as well. It's yeah. one that he shouldn't have forgotten the lyrics to. Isn't it Looking for... What's the name of this? Oh, Jesus Christ. Look for the woman? Terrible. Yes. I'm, I think it might have been that one. Okay, much. yeah. So like, how was it like literally a complete brain block? As soon as I gave him the first lyric, it kind of like... Yeah. You know, oh, jump-started yeah. it, but... Oh, but the idea of that, that's like a proper nightmare scenario. Though, uh, like. Yeah, I'm not performing, but I can't imagine it Ugh. felt good those first two times having to restart. Damn, you're a literal lifesaver, Keith. <laughs> good on you. Um, so that's, so yeah, you know Pip through various hip-hoppy yeah, yeah. bits and just being a being a, just fan a fan. And that's lovely stuff. And so your main, if I may, put words in your mouth, your mm. main thing... Yeah. If it's fair to say, is cross stitching and the art thereof. Yeah, man. My my sole creative outlet is uh is cross stitch. Yeah. I just... What what do you call yourself as a cross stitch smith? Is that what you call yourself? <sighs> I think cross stitcher is fine. Okay. Um <laughs> don't want to complicate things. I try I tried sewer for a while, but when you write it down it's like sewer. sewer. So yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. come across well in text messages. <laughs> and um I'm not sure what the seamster no, that's more tailoring, I suppose. But mm. oh, man, there must be one. All right, by yeah. the end of this, maybe we'll hammer something out and yeah. see if we can reach the uh, yeah, cross stitch. Is fine. Cross, yeah, I think cross stitch works. I don't know. I'm trying to make it really sort of like specific or yeah, please <laughs> call you a cross stitcher. Um, I've been following you for a good minute again through Pip. Like I sort of caught on to your name through Pip, and I was like, oh, Keith seems really cool. And um, and then realizing what you did, and um, I saw like so many examples of what you've done and it was genuinely like some of it was full of, like properly stunning Thanks, like man. really really amazing work and it's a world that i i don't know too much about and like it, i mean i know what cross-stitching is because i tried it as a kid and like the, the most basic cross-stitching you could possibly imagine but um like it's something that i didn't i haven't really revisited in adult life yeah and so to know that there's somebody as an adult doing cross stitching, it's like, oh, so it's a whole scene. Like this is, yeah, of course it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. Like uh, I probably started like going deep, like deep diving on your Instagram. So you've done, so let's say, you've made cross stitch projects involving. I'm just going to run through a bunch. Yeah, here. go for it. I've got a long you've list. Got some notes. Yeah, I might have to speed this up or just fade it out and come back in in a day's time or something. So, all right. So we've got the London Tube Map. 
bachelorette party embroidery session slash Hindu. I've got uh, the Fresh Prince Fresh Prince of Bel Air collection. Uh, you're in Cross Stitch magazine regularly and the Mr. Cross Stitch exhibition. Yeah, yeah, done a few of those. Uh, WWE Smackdown belts. Yep. Uh, the dog Leica, the dog who went into space and yep. didn't make it. Yeah, rest um, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Leica. Uh, Sarah Silverman, Nish Kumar, the neighborhoods of New York, color coded yep. hip hop, cross ditch. Gil Scott Heron, Elvis Presley, Deadpool, Frank Sinatra, Jay Z, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Lemmy, Safia Khan, Moleskin, Skull, Hole Drill cover project. No. Yep. I'm literally, I'm reading my notes and that I think I was supposed to expand on. So that was you put holes into a moleskin notebook and yeah. cross-stitched. Simple stuff. Uh, Nicholas Lindhurst, <laughs> the homie. Uh, Pokemon, <laughs> Clark Gable, The Rock, Ryan Gosling, David Bowie, Scooby's Pip, Danisak, Woogie Beats, uh, me, twice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. for that one. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, Prolific, who I worked with, actually I worked with a bunch of these days, quite a lot, uh, B. Dolan, of course. The Beastie Boys album sales, infographic, John Oliver, bunch of bar charts, uh, a bank card, which is infamous and we shall get to, and Stranger Things. Um, this is crazy, Keith. Like, even one of those would take surely a very, very long time. Um, how long have you been cross-stitching for? Uh, about six or seven years now. Right. Yeah, it's just an accident, really. I used to do origami. Just, you know, something to do with your hands when you're sat in the office and not much work to do. Yeah. And then one Christmas I made everyone like little origami figures for, and into their Christmas cards. Oh, it went down really well. And then the next year I thought, try something different. And I did some little cross stitches and everyone loved them. And I had a really, it's really relaxing. It's like a lovely way to like just zone out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then so that one just kind of stuck and I kept with it. It's, um, so is it something that you did as a kid? No, I have a... I have a memory of my mother trying to teach me to sew like a purse or a wallet. I have a really clear memory of sitting on outside the front door um, and my mum like teaching me to do backstitch and stuff. But other yeah. than that one project, no, nothing. Wow. Um, so what, what, like, how, how did you get from origami to back to cross stitching? It's just, some, it's just something to, to give people like a little handmade gift at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people really, really appreciate that. And they like yeah. knowing that some time has been spent on something and, and that was it. And that one just kind of stuck and yeah, I'm with that one now. That's so cool. And like, yeah, definitely for a gift. Like I've, I think, yeah, over the past few years, I've really been trying to do more handmade things because mm. I know if I get a handmade thing, it's like, it could be anything really, even if it's a handmade card, like that almost beats a, costly present every time yeah yeah because like you can spend maybe a minute in a shop buying a present not that i'm I'm not being ungrateful like if somebody buys me a present that's that's fantastic but like if it's something that i know somebody spent you know even like 20 minutes on which is just for me that's like that's huge because you could be spending that time doing anything else Mm. and then they're giving you something that like that instills in it a value that like i want to respect by holding on to it and keeping it so yeah, it sort of has this inbuilt treasuring sort of aspect to it. Like, what, what, like, do you have a sort of goal in each project? Do you have a in in your mind? Are you thinking like, oh, this will be, this will end up here, or this will like, where do you see these projects when they're well, with finished? With the um, the the sort of the mid range stuff, like the um, 
I don't know, you mentioned like John Oliver, Sarah Silverman, stuff like that. Yeah. Those ones were just kind of me stretching my legs and trying to work out how to, how to best like represent these people's visages in cross stitch. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of like, there's a lot of information in a human face and there's not a lot of stitches that you can use to. So all those early ones yeah, were just yeah. me trying to work out how to do this. But then lately I just kind of want to, I'm trying to get cross stitch out of frames and out of hoops and just like into places where people can see it. So really, in what way? So like all of the fresh print stuff I've done, that's all on clothing and that I actually wear out in the street and stuff. And like, not to like draw attention, but just to... Yeah, but it does. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. Brilliant. I just think, I don't know. I always notice when someone is wearing like an embroidered piece of clothing. Yeah, yeah, And I don't yeah. know if it's just because I'm into embroidery, but like, yeah. I don't know. And I just think, I don't know, like you were saying, you didn't realise cross-stitch existed. Yeah, yeah. You didn't realise it was a thing Maybe that people do. And I just, I don't know, I kind of like take it outside where people can see it yeah, and just, yeah. I don't know, taking it out of the frame, out of the hoop, is outside. It, like, so is, um, I mean, it, yeah, as, as I say, like I'm very new to the, the cross-stitching scene or whatever you call it, tribe, collective, community. <laughs> but like, um, is that mainly where these things, where is that mainly where cross-stitching happens? Is, is the arena in a embroidery hoop? or? Like, yeah, I think there's a tendency to like, and again, this is, you know, if this is one people want to do, it's brilliant. Like, I love anyone that's doing some cross-stitch and a lot of respect for that because it does take a lot of time. But, yeah, 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 I think there's a tendency to stitch something in a hoop, leave it in the hoop and hang it on the wall and, like, yeah. stare back. And, like, and you know, a lot of this stuff looks amazing and, you know, I'm very happy to see it every time I... Yeah. You know. But I just... Also, I live in a very small space. I don't have a lot of space on the wall to, to hang these yeah. things. So I like we'll, to... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's coming. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do I spoil it now? Or, or basically, you live in a boat. Yeah, man. Yeah, you live in a boat. All right, we're going to come back to that. I'm going to put a pin pin in that for the second because I'm not I'm not done with cross stitching. <laughs> got a long way to go. So, like, do you? I was thinking of like, so yeah, yeah. Going back to the the communities of scene yeah, aspects, yeah. like, do you feel like you're part of a scene or like a collective or like what is what are the people within this? Yeah. Like, what are the cross stitches like? Like, what's the... I mean, all the ones I've met are very nice. Yeah, um, is it it quite... There's definitely a scene. There's like a, you know, with anything, I think there's like a a scene bubbling away. And obviously the internet helps you meet these people. What's Um, it like online? Like, what is it? Is it competitive or is it... Of course not. It's just like sewing. Like, everyone loves each other. It's brilliant. Because I find, like, music can be... I don't know. I mean, it depends who you... It depends where you go, I suppose. Like, some some parts of the scene or, like... you know, other musicians can be competitive and it can inspire com- yeah. competitivity, competitiveness yep. within it. But, um, yeah, I was just wondering, like, yeah, is there a sort of, like... No, you can... You, if you see someone that's done something better than yours, which I do every single day, like, it just makes you go, that's incredible. Just give, like, them, a, give them a round of applause and like then that. try and one-up them. So they, and it, But it's absolutely <laughs> friendly, like... It's no, just like people giving no you something else for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. And also, I suppose it's because it's not commercial either. Like, you're not, yeah. you know, there's very little money to be made from cross-stitch. So, like, just enjoy it. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose because, yeah, like, it takes however long it takes. Hmm. So your own style will reveal itself over that yeah. journey you take. So, like, you there's you have no other choice. You have no choice other than to sort of have your own style, really. You, you could copy somebody, but, like, you're spending so much time with this, projects like with mm. this sort of you know, let's say embroidery hoop that like ultimately your own style will come through and yeah. you can't copy somebody for that long without your own 
like leanings coming through. I imagine. Yeah, and it's interesting trying to trying to find a style in cross stitch because if you, you know if you zoom in on a piece, it's just a bunch of little X's in a row, and you yeah. think there's not a lot of room for creativity there. But you know, spend a couple of minutes just you know with the hashtag on Instagram or whatever, and yeah, you just yeah. see some insane stuff that people do. So, like, how how did you what? Well, do you do you do you feel like you have a style? Like, what, what would you feel like your I'm doing is? I'm doing hyper realism at the moment with portraits, and and that's yeah, kind yeah. of what I'm enjoying at the moment because I don't know. I just I find it's constrained because there's only so many different colors of thread you can buy, and then trying to translate human face with infinite colors in it into mm. you know the half a dozen, half a dozen different shades of pink or brown or whatever is it's quite challenging. And I really enjoy that. That's yeah. That's half the fun. Is, yeah, is working within those constraints for sure. Yeah, and like, yeah, often like the yeah, constraints are where you you get that real sense of like pushing limits as well mm. like you have those limits so you you can only sort of rebound around this little room you've set yourself sort of thing Whereas like if you had infinite options it would just be like oh well yeah you made it look lifelike because you have a like a bunch of lifelike options available yeah. to you so and it, and also like the, the i find the time aspect really interesting too because as i say it's like it takes as long as it takes yeah so like yeah there's no rush in it yeah so like Let's say, for instance, you've made some like keyring oh, yeah, size yeah. images. So, like, how long would one of those maybe uh, just the stitching? That's just a couple of hours to do a little keyring. That's that's not a huge okay. amount of of time. And then something more detailed, like the um, like the Will Smith jacket. Uh, how long I mean, would that take? I mean, I worked on those for sort of six weeks, a few hours a day. Um, if you know, if I work for eight hours a day or whatever, which I'm not going to, you know, you can knock them out in a week or two weeks or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, because I looked at one and you, I think on Instagram you posted up different squares of progress and yeah. there's like 18 hmm. squares, which are like different layers of like development. Yeah, the way I work is I do one one colour of thread at a time. Yeah. So you start with the one that, the colour you need the most of and then you kind of work out the one that needs the fewest. So it kind of builds up this one layer at a time. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to watch it evolve that way. Yeah. Mad. And, and how do you, right, yeah. This is this is what I wanted to talk to you about because I have an idea of how it works and how it, probably if you gave me a bunch of stitching, uh, <laughs> I don't even know the vocabulary. I'm thread. not going to get it for thread. That's yeah. it. Um, so if you gave me a bunch of thread and the uh, pointy metal things, yeah, yeah, the stabbers, stabbers, no, needle, yeah, gave me some needle stabbers and then like the uh, you know, give me an embroidery hoop. Let's say I mean, there's obviously other things you can use, but like so if you gave me a bunch of those. I'd, I have an idea of, like, I know what I would do mm-hmm. to get to the end result, but how without maybe you don't have to reveal your entire process, but, like, what, let's say, for instance, the Will Smith yeah. jacket, like, how, what stages of preparation do you need to go through to get to, like, to have something in front of you that you can refer to? Like, a like the design process. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, no, I got no secrets. Like, it's, um, there's, there's actually a bunch of commercial software out there that you can just put a photo in and then it will output a uh, cross-stitch oh, right. chart. They're a little, they're quite messy. So they need a bit of refinement. They need a lot of refinement yeah. if, you use, if you use that way. And you'll see a lot of people sell those kind of patterns on Etsy. Like, they just do it like a factory and you can always tell when something's uh, been done that way because it's, it's quite, it's a bit blurry, it's a bit messy. And okay, stuff. yeah, yeah. But um, I use, uh, for, for the realistic portrait stuff I, I do all the work in photoshop and i used to be a little bit embarrassed about that because i kind of felt like it took away from some of the magic but i've kind of actually right. embraced it and like 
No, there is, there, you know, marrying up the digital and the analog uh, is actually quite enjoyable and it's, it's, it's yeah. a nice way to join those two worlds. But yeah, yeah so you, you take the, you know, you take whatever is in Stitch, import it into Photoshop, and then you've got to sort of work at reducing those number of colours to a manageable amount. Yeah. And then you have to convert those colours into the available thread colours you have, which, as I say, there's not an infinite amount of like how, how I mean this yeah this is one thing I don't know like how many color like if you go into your average there's no haberdasher or like yeah, yeah. thread thread shop <laughs> Jesus um, like how many colors would you have on offer to you I mean there like, there are hundreds of colors available but you know a lot of those are luminous green and and stuff yeah. and you know there's there's no luminous green so once you actually break it down to the flesh tones you know there's not a huge amount and, and you can't mix the colors either so you can't really not really you can them. you can take one say light pink and one dark pink and if you stand back enough it kind of looks like a medium pink for yeah, example but nice. I mean it's still a limited it's still a limited palette that you're working with yeah um, yeah and that's kind of that's the fun for me. Is is it's you know it's like a it's a solvable problem. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's as much I don't know analytical or, or mathematical as it is artistic, and I quite enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely brings in a lot of disciplines into it because it's like, well, you select the image, I suppose, or the thing you want to cross stitch, and then you have to turn it into a you, you have to turn it into something you can refer to, and mm. then you have to you have to sort of do the thing. Then, like, yeah. so you've got the you've got the design and then you have to then do the stitching. Yeah. You've so got like the work the, the and then you've got the work done. before that. that you... Yeah. No, that's amazing. And well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I was going to ask is like, how do you find like, what to you leaps out to be something where you can say, ah, oh, definitely. Like, I have to, I have to render that in stitching. Like <laughs> what, what, I mean, what floats your, your boat? To... Uh, well, I originally, I just started doing out, I just started doing all your label mates because it was a time in my life when Strange I was famous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just there's sort of a ten year period of my life where all I was doing was going out and following strange famous artists on tour and stuff. Mm. And um you know, so I'd you know, ride these coaches six hours to go and, you know, watch That's them amazing. in pool or whatever and I'd just sit there on the coach or the train doing these 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 stitches and wow. listen to the tunes, like yeah. That's um so cool. but but now I'm just kind of anything that anything I'm into at the time, I kind of feel like I wanna recreate that and I don't know. It's just like a weird tribute to the stuff that I'm into, I guess. Yeah. No, I understand it. I mean, like, it, it sort of it takes me back to the, I have this sort of nostalgic element. It, I think what you do hits this nostalgic chord in me where it's like, I think I used to, I mean, I used to listen to loads of, like, rock and metal, like Metallica and whatever, when I was a, a, a kid and I'd, like, trace the logos and I'd have, yeah. like, a page full of logos that I'd... Yeah, there's no, no creativeness in me, but, like, and I'm not I'm not comparing that side of it to what you do i'm just saying it's like i'd want to pay some tribute yeah, yeah. to the things i loved but you know in a far less creative way <laughs> I just no, like, exactly trace like that like if you i mean my instagram is i only post cross stitch stuff because i'm you know it's all i put on there so if you if you go back you can kind of see what i was into at any particular point in time uh, I, kind I, of I did go weird, back yeah yeah yeah, like, oh, yeah that's some danzig yeah yeah some danzig in there and then like well, I got really into the Bugle podcast and then John Oliver shows up and yeah. then, I don't know, yeah, just watch like that. It's quite a, like, it's a satisfyingly random selection. So like you've got, um, I mean, there's people I don't know anything about, like there's a wrestler on oh, there yeah. and like you've got the wrestling belts on there and then like, I mean, it, there's there's so many things that I I, I love, like, you know, the hip hop ones, just like, mm. it's like you made them for me basically because, yeah, that instantly gets me. But then, like the tube map ones as well. Cause like it's such a, 
like it's 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 a kind of thing you you could sort of render in a number of different ways but yeah. i think with cross stitch it really works because it's so it's so whittled down anyway yeah. like to see it rendered in cross stitch is like it's a really satisfying thing to see because it's the the patterns of them anyway of the tube lines mm. like they just look good yeah, but yeah, yeah to see them recreated by hand is really sort of satisfying yeah the tube map one's quite it's quite common in uh, cross stitching. Like a lot of people have done their own takes on it, and right. I don't often like retread what other people have done. But I just, yeah, yeah. you know, I've lived in London my whole life, and like that tube map is, is such a big part of my growing up and stuff. Like, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Spending hours and hours going back and forth to gigs and stuff, and well, and trying it. to work it out as well. Like, yeah, there's, I, there's a stage where it locks in, and you realise what. Oh, that's that. Oh, okay, get yeah. it. And, yeah, I had a lot yeah. of fun doing that one. Like, yeah, uh, I also did. Uh, I didn't stitch them, but I did designs for other metros around the world and i started with stockholm because i've been there quite a lot recently and um, yeah yeah, and i did i I did the designs for a lot of other networks around the world and i just gave those away and i've seen some people have stitched my designs themselves and uh, biggest compliment in the world is to see that so so with those did you did you make the the designs available yeah yeah, i just gave the patterns away oh wow that's great nice so yeah it does feel like a um it's like a community then so like do you all share patterns or like do you have people who are a bit more secretive or, or are patterns uh, basically like that try it like. uh, for some people this is how they make their money and they they do these designs and they sell them but um, oh yeah because you sell them yeah but there are you know people just give stuff away and yeah i'm a big big um, fan of shareware or whatever it's called nowadays open source i suppose yeah like, yeah right for me it feels like a remixing thing I mean, oh like yeah, coming yeah. From like audio it's like you know you might you might have the acapella like vocal track and then you say, right, here it is. Here's the BPM. Do your thing. And then yeah. like put your own backing track underneath it. It's, it's almost like that. It's like you, you're using an existing thing, but where you take it, that's, that's your creative uh, vision. I don't know. That's your creative <laughs> journey. Like you, how you get to the end is like, that's your call. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you do that. Yeah. That, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, it can only be meditative, right? Ah, oh, so relaxing, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You just kind of sit there and zone out. And it's, I'm, I do it a lot on the tube going to work. And How many stops have you missed through <laughs> cross-stitch? I have done a couple of times, actually. I kind of got it down now. But yeah, I've got a long commute from you know, where I live into the city. And yeah, it's just it flies by when you're kind of zoned yeah, out yeah. And, and stitching. It's so, it's so relaxing. It's, it must yeah, be really good for your brain. Like that, like... A, since I became aware of like the, the thing you call flow state, which is like, I've realized I've had that a lot in my life where like I've got into things and really got into them, like drawing or like, you know, scratching and DJing and stuff. And it's, it's that sense of what you, you sort of, you almost like come to, and then it's, Oh, I've just been doing something for ages and I've just forgotten where I was. And then like all all of your, you know, I remember coming home from school and getting on the turntables and it's like, like it it could be any day. Like I, I forgot I, I've just been at school and had like maybe a, well, I definitely had a lot of horrible days at school. <laughs> so like, yeah, come home and scratch and then it's, it's gone. And then I guess that is what you would call the flow state. So, it's like getting lost in a good book. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Almost like the book disappears. Yeah. And like, so I guess the cross stitch kind of like you, you, you're not looking at a stitch going into a, you know, like an embroidery or, you're, you're, you just, you almost like become the thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. It, yeah, as I say, it must be so good for your brain. Mm. Like, um, and so doing it in public, like what's the reaction? Like, I mean, obviously people must show an interest in it because any any sort of public 
creativity or like you know if you see people sketching or painting it's yeah. always like oh what's he doing what's she what's she up to and then like the other day we like me and me and my girlfriend were on a coach and then this this like an old lady was knitting and like back in the days i would have found that like oh yeah cool cool says an old old woman knitting like but now i'm like i find it really interesting it's like that's a skill that this woman's obviously been honing for for years and she was just like hammering out this jumper like as we were sitting there it's like two hour coach journey and she's just like banged out a whole sleeve and that's that's incredible but like so what what sort of like what's the reaction in public when you're unfortunately uh people generally don't talk to each other on the tube so i wouldn't have to deal with too much but occasionally people come over and have a chat and always happy to have a chat and and talk about it and uh, you get a lot of people coming over and going you know if it's a younger person they'd be like oh i used to sit and watch my nan do cross stitch yeah or or if it's like an older person they'd be like oh i remember when i used to do that (laughs) but you know every now and then you get you know someone of a similar age come and and say oh i'm a big cross stitch fan as well yeah yeah. yeah, it's great you know it's nice to know that there are people out there doing it and yeah keeping the skill alive i guess what are these sort of ages of the people, like your peers, doing it? Like, are they your age? Or yeah, yeah. Or? I mean, the I don't know the crew I run with. Uh, <laughs> run well with. Yeah, they're about. You know, we're all kind of similar age and similar background and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's nice. Well, you could call it a mob as well. I was going to say, you roll with this cross stitch mob. Stitch mob. <laughs> oh, stitch mob like that. So, do you, do you think you're in some ways sort of like? bringing back to life some kind of a lost art or do you feel like it ever went away or is it i figure it's probably always there bubbling under the surface but um i don't know there's i think it had a real i don't know it kind of kicked off a few years ago and and there was a lot of uh, there's a book called subversive cross stitch i think which um kind of really reinvigorated the scene and like it was a lot of um edgy kind of stuff and, yeah. and there was a big like show of that a while back um and what, that, yeah. what was the what was the where did the edginess come from i, I mean I, swear words yeah <laughs> basically i mean it's not something that i ever got involved in but like you know like the 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 contrast between the the colorful language and the colorful floral borders and stuff is something that's oh, quite popular yeah, online yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, to take yeah. this old floral stuff that your grandma does and then you put some like curse words in it and stuff yeah but, um, yeah <laughs> so subversive <laughs> i mean again not belittling it um no no it's no, just no, it's I'm not something that i ever <laughs> ever got involved with yeah yeah but i think like i mean you're in some ways you're doing the same like it, it's subversive in a way where it's like you're going against what i guess a lot of people would think is the traditional mm. sort of, you know like yeah, the floral cross stitching and the kind of you know like you'd expect to see a like, like nature scenes and things yeah. like this and then, and then you're you're making like you jay-z know, yeah jay-z or uh buddy piece <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, like the um the infographics and things like that because i've i was looking at your yeah like the bar charts and things like that mm. i'd say that the beastie boys album sales one was amazing because it's like that infographic thing i feel like that's come yeah. into prominence quite quite a lot in the, yeah, in the past i don't know i don't know how long maybe a decade or something but yeah, to, again, to see that, like it could be a, a dry pie chart, like a um, PowerPoint presentation, but then to see it as a cross stitch, it's mm. like, I'm actually interested in it now. Like, yeah, yeah. You have my attention. Because <laughs> yeah, Just it's try so and like weird. render this kind of almost dry data. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, an infographic tries to make that kind of boring information sexy. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like, you know, take that up again sexy. even more. There's no, no end to the sexiness. There's a, there's a guy um, who does... Uh, electoral poll results um so he every week every time there's a new 
you know, electoral yeah. poll, he like stitches that. Oh. And um, it's just like this way of presenting this really boring and quite depressing information, <laughs> but in like a way that's pleasing to look at. And, yeah. yeah. No, that's so interesting. And like, yeah, and I guess like you can you can make these things topical as well. So like that's the you know, the definition of topical. Like that's like that poll results. Are, it's for a very specific moment in time when this mm. thing happened. And and also like you can take. Um, I mean, just I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this insane list I've got in front of me of your your work like like say david bowie like you could um you know when he passed like maybe you'd do a dedication to him or like yeah. you know you can you can sort of put a, a mark in time of this event yeah and pay your respects in in that way in the way that you you know you, you know how to do sort of. okay so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point so i'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here as occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and um, I want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen. So here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after. See you soon. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you have any other... Like, is there anything else in this kind of arena that interests you? Like the the thing that takes a long time and you, there's no shortcuts, it's not factory made. It's like all very much, uh, you know, hands-on. Do you have any other sort of like artistic? No, this is, my, like I say, this is my sole creative outlet. I'm not, yeah. I'm not musical and I can't paint. Um, but what I can do is this one repetitive task over and over again <laughs> and, and zone out until something's finished. I've got a lot of patience for it. Yeah. So you're kind of like you found a lane, you're sticking to it. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, and I'm great. trying to grow that one lane. You know, what I mean, like if you know, you go back to my very first cross stitch or whatever on the on the Instagram, and it's yeah. just you know a few squares, a few pixels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my very first one was like just like this little quote from a Scroobius Pip lyric or something, just a couple of lines. Yeah, and yeah. And then you know, growing from there, I'm yeah, yeah trying to better my ability to do this thing, but it's, yeah. it's something that I enjoy doing. Well, I guess yeah, I guess there's like. There's staying in your lane, but then it's like that lane is 
very long and has many stops on the way. So yeah. there's like, it's not limited at all. It, like, the only limit is how much you can be bothered to do, I suppose, yeah, yeah. which by the looks of things is rather <laughs> a lot. Uh, so again, scrolling through these many examples of insane cross-stitch projects. Um, and we were talking about this earlier on as well. So like this bank card yeah. stitching, I feel like you've told this story a lot. But, yeah, I think I told this on the Screw podcast as well. Yeah, yeah no, like, no, but like I, I, I feel like enough time has passed that maybe you, I don't know. Yeah, no, I have you to might have, you might have seen this in a different way, but yeah. Uh, that, give me, give me the rundown on the old bank card. Uh, I was at, malarkey. I don't know. I was at a gig and my I went to get some cash out, and then the next day it turned out that that machine, you know, cloned my card or whatever, and had to get stopped and stuff. Uh, so I, I requested a new one from my bank, and it just didn't show up. I uh, phoned him, didn't show up, tried to get a new one. And this had gone on for about a month. And, you know, yeah. and in the end, just kind of, I don't know, a way of releasing frustration, I suppose. <laughs> just like cross-stitch the bank card. Angrily. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can angrily cross-stitch, but I certainly <laughs> gave it a good try. Um, and, you know, I posted it to the bank. <laughs> and I, I posted on there. You posted the, the, the cross The embroidered one to the bank. Yeah, oh. to their, like, headquarters and stuff. Oh, I love it. And I put, like, a little message on their Facebook, like, look, I hand-stitched this card and I posted it to you and I've done that in a few days. I don't see why it's more difficult for you to stamp one out and send it to me. Oh, perfect. And I just, you know, I just shouting into the void. I didn't expect it to get any traction and yeah. stuff. But I don't know, it's, you know, the phone kept vibrating and the likes kept coming and stuff. And then, I don't know, it started ringing and then it got, it first got picked up by a couple of those like, you know, like lab Bible and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the next thing, you know, I'm on the phone with BBC news and they're talking about it. And, um, <laughs> the Russian Metro is on, is emailing me asking for quotes Russian and stuff. Metro feeling that one. Yeah. And I don't know, just kind of kept going. It's That's weird. Crazy. It's, uh, yeah. That's such a nice retaliation though. Like it's, yeah, you, you could, you could just phone up and shout at people, but like that's a really like a very zen way of retaliating. It's like I made something for you, and also I made I recreated my card, and it took me a while, and it's taken me less time than it take for you to bang out a piece of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lovely. You can phone up and yell, but no one you speak to it's it's not the fault of anyone you could ever speak no, to. No, whoever so, you like, get to on the phone, pointless. Like, yeah. and. Yeah. You know, they're not intentionally holding it back, so there's no way they could speed up the process. So no. it was just like, again, like shouting into the void, little protest. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know I can say uh, cross-stitching is quite meditative, so actually instead of doing it angrily, yeah. maybe it was my way to, like, relax and calm down. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Like, I feel like that's, um, that's the kind of thing you could, you could sort of, like, make a, a maybe not a... It could be a book or it could be a pamphlet, but, like, a sort of way of, like creatively letting your tension out and that's such a nice way of doing it i mean it's i guess you know there's there's bigger issues that require protest and things like that but i think this way for like day-to-day frustration is like if you had a a really rough day at work or there's somebody i don't know somebody in in the day that's kind of like got your goat a bit or whatever you can sort of it's like writing a song about something in a in a sort of uh, like masking a, how you feel about somebody in a song, or yeah, it just really clicks with me that that kind of. Uh, there was a really there was a subtle. photo of someone at a um, protest march a few years ago, and uh, she had this huge embroidery hoop, um, and she'd stitched into it um, something like, 
I stitched this protest sign just so I could stab something 10,000 times. Uh, um, and it's just, it. you know, it's just such a nice way, you know, it's not yeah. a, it's just melting into the, melting your frustrations into the yeah. hoop. Like, yeah, it's, it is almost like having a punch bag, isn't it? It's yeah. like you sort of like stabbing the shit out of something. It's like <laughs> but in the in the most creative and mellow way possible. It's so nice. So um, I want to know what is your favourite and perhaps least favourite project and why? So like if it's your favorite one, like, is it because of the subject matter or is it because of like, was there an experience that was, it was tied into and your least favorite, is it because it, it was like a disaster or like, is it, uh, was, was it just really, really impossibly hard or so? Like, of, you, of my, my, yeah, yeah. Like your own projects. Uh, I did a, I'm very happy with, um, so I, I took this like pegboard and it was about two meters tall and one and a half meters wide and it had, uh, holes every inch and it, you know it's the kind of thing you hang up on your garage and you hang your tools on it yeah, yeah. Uh, and i i stitched elvis into it and it's it's enormous uh, it's yeah and it you know like i say i live in quite a small space so it was a pain yeah but um oh, i was just i was really happy with it um yeah i've seen that that was in the um so was this in the cross stitch magazine exhibition uh yeah that one went to an exhibition and the stitting and niching show in yeah so that one's been around and yeah i've you know, lives with someone else now and he takes it around on tour and stuff. Oh, um, wow. And it's great. And like, I grew up listening to Elvis and stuff. And yeah, yeah. it's my father's favorite musician of all time. And I don't know. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a little bit different. Like I'd never done it before or since, you know, something this big and this imposing. And when you see it on a wall, you know, I'm trying to toot my own horn or anything. But it's no, like, no. It looks quite cool. It's like, it's almost pointillistic. You get really close to it and it's nothing because these crosses are so big. The yeah, stitches yeah. are so big. And then you kind of back up 10 feet and all of a sudden it kind of, your vision blurs and it and it yeah no it's true i mean yeah like on the um uh, like on your instagram there's uh i think yeah that there's a like a big shot of the whole room Mm. and i mean yeah your eyes naturally follow their way to the the elvis picture and it really yeah really just it just looks like a a photo like a sort of high contrast rendering of it but yeah i mean yeah it's 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 like crazy good so good so you reckon that's that's your that's the top of your very happy with how it came out yeah, like yeah, and because yeah. it was so different from any anything else i'd done like yeah i really enjoyed mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed the the change of scenery almost in in working in something so big because yeah, cross stitching yeah. embroidery is traditionally something quite small small format and yeah so going from those of, like mini keyring ones to yeah, like yeah. A, a full-on sort of yeah yeah like billboard size <laughs> oh billboard oh maybe billboard cross stitch oh, i'd love to oh jeez. would you use rope i guess so Okay, bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, now, your least favourite. Uh, I've had plenty of failures. Uh, <laughs> I've, you know, they never... so some some can be like productive failures. Though. Yeah, like, yeah, they're all learning experiences. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had some that didn't make it as far as having their photo taken and put on the internet because they just, <laughs> I don't know, it just didn't work. And especially in the early days where I was trying to work out how to do this. Mm. Um, now you lock them, lock them away in the room. Yeah, in, yeah, in a different room. Yeah, but like, well, yeah. So, like, is there one that was like? let's say like the most difficult sort of like annoying fiddly piece. Well, the, the very first portrait I did or well, very early one, I did down the sack and then I did B Dolan. And before I worked out how to do all this stuff on computer, I drew all this out. Um, and Ooh. so there's only two or three colors in these down the sack and B Dolan ones. They're very early. Now they're, they're tricky though. Like they look, but um, yes, yeah, so I had all this like graph paper and I like for B, I think it's from B's album. Um, 
Yeah, the front is. Oh yeah, the failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like his face in like as if you painted his face and squished it onto a piece of paper. Like it's like the clown. Yeah, yeah. The clown. Yeah. And so like I don't know, just like staring at this thing and drawing each individual pixel on this graph paper, and it Ah. yeah, it wasn't failure. It came out. Ah, the failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it came out all right. I was quite happy with it, but like I don't know, just the the difference in how I used to work back then to how I do it now. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A lot more control now. Yeah, but, but it's it's cool to go through those phases though. Like, yeah. I mean, even if you're using a computer now, it's almost like you earned it. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to bring this back to me, but I, I will, I guess. But like, it's um like back in the days, I used to I used to make mixtapes by like mm-hmm. I, I'd start off with. Like I do a turn, really rough turntable mix to mini disc, yeah. then play the mini disc through a channel in the mixer. So that's the backing track, and then on top of that, I'd record to another mini disc recorder, and then mix more over it, and then that mini disc <laughs> back in the other mini disc recorder, like that in, layer it up until at the end you just got this. <laughs> Like it, the, the sound quality, the, the on mini disc especially the sound quality, the, the degradation is really interesting because mm. you don't expect that with digital, but like it, it degrades quite a lot. But so like the original layers are just sort of like, and then on top of that you've got these pristine new layers, and it's it's yeah so mental. But then you you go through those stages to then like now I've got a computer and those kind of mixes is like I, the idea of going back to that. Yeah kind of technique is like unthinkable but it'd be interesting to see if i could still do it and like i, I don't know do you reckon you could still you, would you still be able to go back to the old ways like a, a lot of the like to... i don't know the line work stuff um like i don't know if we mentioned it yet but i did a map of new york and and the bar graphs ah. and and stuff like that yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. tube map uh, all that stuff was done by hand just because i don't know I, I just find with line anything that you're not converting from a photo anything that you're drawing yeah, I find it's much easier to just draw by hand. Yeah, but no, yeah, I can yeah. I can do a portrait from from scratch now. I don't think. Yeah. I, I just think I wouldn't be happy with what it looked like at the end. I could yeah, I could yeah, probably yeah. bring myself to do it, but just the quality difference wouldn't be yeah, worth. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Yeah, so like the New York neighborhoods. Um, can you run that by me again? Because like I I know I've I've yeah, had yeah. a look at it, but like just for the the people listening, because I I think this, this one's beautiful this is one of my favorites i got a request from a magazine to design something for them on the subject of i don't know it's a very broad brief like beats or or, yeah it was beats i don't know and i just tried to think like what you know what what does that evoke in me and you know new york the home of hip-hop and stuff and Mm. and so i i drew this outline of new york on graph paper again by hand and then sort of color-coded where each musician rapper dj whatever where in this city they came from and it's quite interesting learning you know cause i don't know where most of these people come from but it was quite yeah. interesting learning learning all this and i think i don't know i think it's quite striking to because it's, it's recognizable as a map of new york but then yeah. it's got this little tiny writing around the outside telling you where yeah, I don't know, yeah. where they all come from yeah so it's another one of these things that's so satisfying like it looks cool and then you zero in on it and it's like oh that's what's going on and yeah. again like to see something like that anyway i mean it'd be interesting enough but like to see it rendered in a cross stitch. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it just has that magical kind of like undisputable element of time taken. And I guess you know, the amount of time we've probably spent listening to hip hop music, mm-hmm. like to have that same time put into another way of like showing yeah. your love for it. It's like, it's like you're, you're really giving a gift back to it kind of thing. And like whatever happens with that gift is no, that's down to 
what whoever whoever has it or you know wherever it gets displayed but it's a really nice sort of there's no shortcuts you can take in paying that respect which i really appreciate so you were a starter at one point and like were you given any advice or was it so you you say you just sort of like yeah i didn't know there was a i didn't know there was a cross-stitch scene when i started like i picked up these little tiny twee things from hobbycraft you know like little flowers and, and reindeers or whatever and yeah, I just kind of stumbled through and I think I wish I'd known that there was a scene and then I could have yeah, asked for yeah, some yeah. advice and stuff. I kind of had to mess up a bunch of times. If you like turned over one of my early ones and looked at the back of it, Chaos. just like this, yeah, it's just this mess, like mess of <laughs> wire and cable. It looked horrible. Um, fortunately, people generally only look at the front. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, kind of learn from there and make your own mistakes and that's how you get better yeah. at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So is that like the advice you'd give to somebody who wants to, who wants to start killing it on the cross stitch? Like, would you say try and find people, others doing it, or would you say just try and make your own mistakes? Or? Oh no, I'm ha- you know I talk anyone through starting the first project. Very happy to, and I, I do a lot. I get a lot of like DMs and stuff asking how to get started. And yeah, I feel like you're you're one of the yeah more like open people. Uh, yeah, I give away all the secrets. So, you know, I don't make I don't make a penny off a of cross stitch, so I'm happy <laughs> to just give all this stuff away. I don't mind, yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, your first one is going to be awful. Like the first, you know, song you make is going to be awful. The first painting you do is awful, and your first cross stitch is going to be terrible. And just as long as you accept that, yeah, yeah. your second one's going to be better than that, and your tenth yeah, one's yeah. going to be ten times better than that. So like, awesome. just go for it. Yeah. I, I would say probably don't start with a massive photorealistic <laughs> portrait two meters tall or whatever, because that's going to be a lot of time you spent on something that comes out terrible. Sounds but. like a challenge to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's really cool. And it's, um, but like, do you think it's something where, like, what, what's, what kind of learning curve could you expect? Is it just down to like the time uh, you put the, in? All, the, the learning curve is, I mean, if you can make a cross in a, you know, with some thread and you can do that 10 times, you mm. can do it 10,000 times. Mm. You know, as long as you can make each cross consistent, then you can, you know, cross stitch anything, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the things I love about it is that you just take this one, like, four stud Lego brick. And then you kind of build a castle out of it. Like, yeah, nice. So yeah, perfect way of putting it. That's great. Um, all right. So permit me to get off the topic of cross stitching. I'm sure you wouldn't mind talking about something else just for a little sec. Um, you live on a boat. Yes, mate. Tell me about living on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know, man? It's um... Um, like what. Uh, mm, how long have you been living on a boat for? Uh, about four years now, I think. And four or five years. What What made you... Where did you live before the boat? Uh, parents' house. And so what made you jump on, on, the, on the boat? Uh, I don't know. It was partly a um, protest against growing up, I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. If you go and, like, I don't know, just go and rent an apartment and... Or, you know, buy hey. a house or what? Ah, you know, <laughs> I'm hey. messing. Aren't you? I mean, you got a, I no, know, no, you I, got I, plenty I, of youthful pursuits yourself, mate. I wouldn't uh, <laughs> criticize, but I don't know. It just felt like everyone was making these like huge steps, and I don't think I was. You know, I don't think I wanted to do that. So I don't know it's quite a big step, though. Like it's not a real step, though, is it? It's like messing around on a boat, pretending to be a captain. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you know. wear like a big captain hat and dress up like a pirate, then yeah. But like, is it, um, I mean, yeah, like, is, is it some, like, would you, would you recommend it to? I don't know. It's definitely a like, mindset, uh, 
there are some people that really take to it and it's definitely like you're not just choosing somewhere to live you're choosing kind of a lifestyle especially if you're you know moving around all the time like i did mm. when i first first moved on i gotta keep it in one place now but right. i don't know because it, it takes up especially moving around it takes up such a huge chunk of time yeah. that you've really got to be able to like i don't know it's, it's a lot of mental gymnastics you have to do to kind of work out where everything is do you, uh, what do you mean uh like geographically like yeah uh, like if you've to got go. to get to work or you've got to get to your oh, partner's yeah, yeah. house or whatever and you're you know you've moved 50 miles up the canal you kind of have to if you've got a car as well and you have to keep the car and the boat in the same place and then you've got to get to work oh. and then you've got to know where the next supermarket is and you've got to try and find out where you're doing your laundry and you've got to figure <laughs> yeah. out a place to get water and empty your toilet and buy gas and buy coal and i don't <sighs> know there's just a lot of planning that needs to be done is it is um, it like um I mean, well, how how do you find it? Like compared to your experiences living in a bricks and mortar house, like yeah. how like how does it rate for you personally? Like, um, I was doing it through London and stuff, so finding the supermarket was never a problem. The yeah. other stuff, the canal stuff, uh, gas and water and toilets and stuff, that was a, a right pain. But you know, yeah. you deal with it, and yeah, it's. But I mean. I sound like I'm bad mouthing this whole time. Like waking up in the morning to the sound of like the swans pecking on your window because they they know it's feeding time and you have to you oh. know drag yourself out of bed and throw some seed out to them. Oh, so like good. Oh, it's beautiful, especially yeah. if you're in out in the you know a little bit outside of the city in the countryside. Honestly, it's the best feeling in the world. God, it must be beautiful. Yeah. And like, I mean, I suppose it's not like having a house or a flat doesn't come with any problems oh, course, either. Yeah. Like the problems you have in a house or flat. I mean, it's, it's all sort of on a, on a different scale i guess like you yeah i don't know i mean, I mean yeah everyone everyone knows the the issues you have with yeah. that but like um do you pay tax so like, <laughs> is, is that, that like a, a really, council tax thing? these are really good questions um <laughs> if you are moving your boat around a lot if you move every two weeks that's very roughly speaking some places are different but if you move every two weeks then you don't have to pay to keep your boat anywhere. Right. So there's no rent, quote okay. unquote rent. You do have to pay a license to the people that maintain the canals. Yeah. Right. Um, and different waterways have different rules and stuff. So you, yeah. you pay money to the people that, yeah, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's what it, it contributes to the upkeep of the canal yeah, and, and keeps yeah, the facilities yeah. in place. But in terms of rent, if you're moving every two weeks or whatever, it's not rent. But I mean, living on a boat is not, I mean, it makes it sound like it's cheap. Every couple of years, you have to have the boat lifted out and repainted. There's mm. always something falling apart on a boat. There's maintenance you got to do. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the costs do add up. And um, like, have you been on there long enough to sort of have any really tricky run-ins that have made you reconsider? Or <laughs> uh, A few weeks ago, my partner's family was coming around. And we were going to meet them at the pub around the corner. But I went to brush my teeth and then underfoot my socks got soaking wet mm. and there's that moment of panic where you're trying to work out if the water's coming from the canal in yeah which means your boat's sinking or if there's a leak somewhere in the boat from oh, like the course. plumbing so or whatever in turn, yeah so you gotta try and ah. and i ripped that bathroom apart trying to work out what's <laughs> happening and i mean it's probably not coming in from the canal because it you know by the yeah, time you've you're... noticed it your boat's on the bottom of the canal of course but you know, you can't... Your instincts it, kick in. Yeah, and, I was yeah. ripping uh, skirting board up, pulling carpet, ripped tile, tiles out of the bathroom trying to find it. It was just a drippy pipe under the tap. That's what it was. Oof. If I took a breath and thought about it, 
probably could save myself yeah. a lot of work. But. but I mean, yeah, I guess next time you'll, if that happens again, then you'll be much more kind of like, okay, yeah. let's check this first and then let's check that. Mm. I mean, while you, you paint a picture, you paint a realistic picture of what it's like, but it, it's not like, you're not saying like, oh, it's not for everyone. Like, God, oh, yeah, don't, don't bother. Like it, it's more like there's obviously there's challenges, but those challenges are, balanced out by the beauty of it and uh, waking up yeah in like on water that must and be and if amazing. you don't like your neighbors you just move uh, <laughs> yeah that's the uh, the immediate appeal i think and like moving around is it easy enough like do you how do you it's slow go, but yeah. like with cross stitch like you kind of take joy in the slowness of it it's um that's what i was going to say too because like the way you're living now is very much it's so hand in hand with your creative pursuit which is cross stitch like it's it, it's very slow and deliberate and hands on it's like again there's no shortcut because your your boat can only go so quick so i think i just enjoy it, the slowness like yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know i don't know if, how much you want to get into what happened pre-podcast but we were texting and you were like having a day stressing out and <laughs> i was like mate it's a beautiful day in margate yeah Let's take a breath yeah you were like it you were kind of like talking me down. I was like, oh, but I can't, I don't know where to meet. And just like stressing out over nothing. You're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm all right. It's like, damn it. So bloody zen about things. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I try and meditate and this kind of stuff. And it's like, not that meditation fixes how hectic you are or anything, but it's like, you, you sort of, you think you're quite relaxed and calm about stuff, but mm. sometimes these little things like they, they can just sort of, no break the camel's back and then suddenly it's like everything's all gone to shit and it's like no it hasn't like just just relax and i guess that's where like the whole breathing thing comes from it's like no just breathe take a deep breath and and then you you know you're you're back and then it's all like okay that wasn't real like that was just dumb panic but yeah i mean yeah this is where this whole creative pursuit like that's what i love about it it's like it's it's slow and it's um yeah, it's meditative and it's yeah, it's a really nice way of living a life. I think. When I was a when I was a little kid, I well not a little kid, I did it for a lot. I did some martial arts when I was growing up, and it's really stuck stuck with me. But I remember one time uh, the teacher, the sensei, like he said, everyone sit down and close your eyes and just breathe, and just focus on your breathing. Mm. And as soon as like another thought jumps into your head, put your hand up, and like. My hand went up immediately. Like <laughs> I just, like, just couldn't keep stuff out and yeah. looked around and everyone was just there for like minutes, like just in and out and in and out. And I was just there by myself for ages. And I think and that really stuck with me. Like it's a childhood memory and you, you mm. know, don't really remember a lot from childhood, but I, that no, really No, but to have that still with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I think, I don't know, just since, well, every time I think of that, I just kind of try and remember to take a breath and stuff. It doesn't yeah. always work. A lot of the time it doesn't work, but like. But it's, it's a start and like, whatever is going on around you like you have to breathe and it's just the thing to sort of like that's the ultimate simplicity of it and it's yeah. like it just strips away all the other stuff and you know, things like yoga and meditation and sort of yeah. i think that's why people are generally remembering almost like everyone like culturally we're all kind of remembering that that's really important and it, it's so simple but like you know you can't forget it and you know whatever else is going on around you like and i think that's why actually here in margate like a lot. I think a lot of people I've spoken to on on this podcast, like we've, I've often brought up the sea and how mm. it's something about living next to this insanely, incomprehensibly huge body of water that it's like every day it's going to come in and go out. Like the tide's going to come in and go out 
twice. Yeah. And you can't turn the sound up, you can't turn the sound down, you mm. can't do anything to that flow. And I think, you know, not that not that people in Margate aren't stressed or like, you know, we have the same, you know, problems or whatever, but it's something that I sometimes compare to when I was living in London and I find that the thing that stressed me out about living in London when I compare it to Margate is that there was no relent and there's no, like, you, you'd probably make a journey to the sea to, mm. to de-stress, whereas in Margate, you, if you're stressed, you can go to the sea and just watch it. Yeah. And it's, that's just perfection. Like, you get the right sunset and, yeah, you don't, you haven't, you haven't got to do anything else. You just sit there, breathe, look at the sunset, mm. just have a think and then, okay, all right, and you, you know, take off, go home, and then you're all good. So, I find being near the water just so calming. It sounds like you do too. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I never realised how, how much. Do you get to the sea much? My partner's family live around the corner in Herne Bay, so I sort oh, of yeah. visit there a bit. And I get the sea front there is beautiful. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. there's not really a lot going on there. Like, it's quite chill. You have to go sort of here or down to Whitstable or whatever for mm. some like activity. But like, it's just so relaxed. I love it. Yeah. I did want to record this by the sea, but today I think we've picked. The sun is booming out there and it's lush, but the sea is also booming. And there's. Yeah, we picked a bank holiday weekend to do this, which was probably a mistake. Bank holiday. I just yeah. forget. Anyway, it's nice to see. I'm not complaining. I, yeah, zero complaints from me. So I got in touch with uh, the god Scroobius Pip. Oh and I. <laughs> don't worry. We'll see. See where this is going. And um, I asked him if he had any questions for you. If he had any questions, he should have asked me when I appeared on his podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he may have follow-up <laughs> questions, you know. He's had, he's had a few years to ruminate. So some of these I've already asked. So his questions were, are you still living on a boat? Answer to that is yes. Yep. How is boat life treating you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, current issues in boat life? Uh, uh, yep, flooded bathroom, terrifying. Bathroom. Yeah. Pretty bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- this one here, he he put this to me and, well, to put to you, and I'm interested in it too. So have you gotten into podcasts and what toll has this taken on your music listening? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a great question. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, I have answers too. This is Absolutely this is obsessed with podcasts now. And it, it really is a struggle to to find time to listen to music mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts. Like there's just so much media to consume. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's, so, it's such a weird, oh, horrible first world problem to have is that there's just too much media to consume. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. there's just so much good stuff out there. Yeah. Loving podcasts. And I think like a nice middle ground is I've been listening to a lot of uh, Ramesh's uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I use that to find the good music yes, so I don't have yeah. to search for it myself. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love podcasts. Uh, I don't know. I've, I feel like I first got into podcasts about 15 years ago when. I don't know, I think like the Ricky Gervais podcast came out and that was like yeah. the first big one I, I heard of. And then the Bugle came out shortly after that. And yeah, I got yeah, really yeah, into yeah. that. And it was kind of a lull where I didn't really didn't really know what was going on and kind of got out of it a bit. There and weren't then, a ton of new ones. I mean, there was a bit of, there have been different little blips in it, I feel like. Because, yeah, I'm the same as you. Like, I, I kind of got into it around then. And, um, I mean, I'd always been into like spoken word because like in yeah. doing mixtapes and stuff, I'd always been into this kooky American, you know, like 60s and 70s spoken word records and I'd always throw them in the mixes and stuff. So I'd always had like an ear for spoken word stuff. And then I got into like, uh, I think I heard Radio Lab and This American Life. Mm. Do you, do you Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. So like This American Life, it used to be very, I think now it's it's turned into a bit of a like, 
if you say like NPR voice, then yeah. it's like, yeah, and we're back with, uh, and it's that sort of like, it's almost become a stereotype now and it has very much that sound to it. But back then to me, it was, I loved it. Cause it was like, you know, there was one episode on like, it was called what do people do all day? And it was just like the host, Ira Glass, like he'd just walk around town and he was just talking to people who would, who just happened to be in town. And it's like, yeah, I want to know what people do all day. Like, what's that, what's that dude doing? What's that woman up to over there? And it was all about that. And then like Radio Lab came along and then it was like, um, it was just like sound design. It was like a fully produced album from top to bottom an hour long. And it was absolute audio perfection and like shrunken down to an MP3. And it's it so great. And then, but yeah, then, and then you sort of, I guess you might've had the same thing as me. It's like, you get tied into the same rotation of podcasts and it's like, okay, that's enough. I, mean, I don't know about you now, but like, I think I'm, I've, I subscribed to about 60 podcasts oh, wow. and, and I, I think I listened, I don't know. There was a point when I was listening to way too many hours of podcasts and I, like, even if I was like going, literally going downstairs to answer the door to the postman or something, or, or the post person like um i'd have to have a podcast on so like, yeah. right, i put my headphones on i go and run down there so it's like it's 10 seconds like, <laughs> i just got really obsessed with it and I, I still am to a degree but um uh, this isn't about me but like so what what are you um what podcast you listen to at the moment uh i'm a big fan of the uh the mcelroy family of products we were talking briefly about them earlier stuff yeah. like my brother my brother and me that's just been like a backbone yeah, yeah. of the the podcasting world for a, for a long time. They've been now, around for like, ages, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, still, Bugle still going. They claim to have done four thousand episodes, close to four hundred, but they're they're still going strong. <laughs> um, yeah, Romish's stuff is good. Obviously, you got distraction pieces. I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. There's just so many, and like, I wish there was more hours in the day to listen to podcasts. Sometimes, which is yeah, really strange. I, I've I've had it where. Like I've been listening to a podcast and I, I start thinking, oh, I want to listen to a podcast. Like, I, I don't know where that thought comes from. It's like, I'm listening to one now and I also want to listen to one. It's yeah. so bizarre. But yeah, it's like you almost want to have one in one ear and one in the other. It gets very furiously addictive. Yeah, and I, I sometimes do feel a bit almost guilty that I'm kind of neglecting the music that I also want to listen to. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. What a weird thing to say. It's like tough to juggle this this stuff. Like again, too much media to consume. And the, but the quality is amazing. It's not like yeah, there's yeah. a load of rubbish out there. There's just so much good stuff. Yeah, that that's it. You want to enjoy it all. It's not. Yeah. You know, I try not to think of it as like me needing to listen to it, but I'm wanting to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it doesn't inspire that kind of fear of missing out thing. It's like, yeah. but then the beauty of it is, is that a lot of them are. They're, they're just around so they'll come out and they won't disappear so yeah. like you can you can go back to them and i mean it's like recently like i feel like everyone in margate has been telling me to listen to this blind boy podcast <laughs> oh yeah 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 so like I've, I've been i've been meaning to listen to it for ages and now he's yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and he's on like maybe a hundred or more episodes and people are saying oh you've got to start on the first one it's like, <laughs> but i can't because that's a hundred hours of listening <laughs> he was on more than. podcast when he yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I first heard of him. And uh, I think it's like I, I didn't know anything about Rubber Bandits, anything about Blind Boy until that podcast. And then, because that, that was at the time, I mean, I've been producing it for, I think, since the Adam Buxton episode. Yeah. And yeah, like that was one where it's like, I've, I love producing this podcast because it's putting me onto so many amazing things. And it's like, I have to listen to it because I'm leveling it and producing it and mixing it and stuff so like i have to listen to it and like this is the perfect situation like i get to listen to podcasts as 
part of my job. Does it ever feel like a bit of a busman's holiday? Like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, it's... um. The, the other thing, though, is that, like I can listen to podcasts and get a bit snippy and a bit picky about uh, why you find yourself you. critiquing them oh, it's, it's really lame and it's a horrible habit to get into because it's not it isn't my call at all but like you know there's certain editing approaches that i take and yeah. like uh, i can now just look at somebody going um and i can just say right edit edit i don't even have to hear it i know that's an um that's a breath that's a like and i, I don't edit out all breaths or anything but it's like there, there are some things that i i don't know I mean, I, I guess it's a way of me creatively putting myself into the podcast, but like, I'm not talking, but I can make decisions. Spin on it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's weird because then it's sort of like I'm saying, oh, that bit doesn't need to be heard. But then what if the person listening actually quite likes it when somebody takes a while to answer or mm. takes a, or has a considered breath and then like, like that, like. Do I edit that out? Or? Yeah, it's interesting. I suppose you've got to find the line between like a contemplative silence um, and being stored for conversation, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I suppose the silence, the space between the words deserves to shine. Indeed. Space is as important. I mean, sometimes it's not. Because <laughs> like, you can get... I mean, there's some where it's like... I mean, yeah, there, I say that because there are some points when like, somebody might be looking at their phone and it's like, Oh, sorry, give me a sec. And you can hear the, you can hear the scrolling yeah. on the phone. It's like, you don't need to hear that really do. And I think there's some, that there's some gaps that people would probably thank me for cutting out. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, it's a, it's great responsibility as comes with great power. Hmm. Yeah. It's really bigging up my position, isn't it? <laughs> This is one of those gaps that's going to get cut out. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, Keith, how can people get in contact with you short of chasing you down on your boat on the on any given canal? Um, Twitter, Instagram? Yep, both of them uh, at KS Clock. Um, Instagram's the one you want if you want to look at pretty things. Um, well, I think they're pretty. Yeah, well, confirmed. They are very pretty. <laughs> um, do you take commissions? No. You don't? No. Okay, fair enough. I, I was curious because I see a lot of, uh, there's a lot of awesome work on your page and it's like, uh, it sort of inspires like, oh, maybe I could get him to do this. Oh, if we, oh, if you're going to leave the spit in the podcast, I can be a bit more uh, talkative about it if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do you want to ask me again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, no. I'm, uh, no, I'm t- like, totally serious. Like, uh, do you take commissions? Uh, generally, no. I mean... Within reason. Yeah, I mean, there's a, again, we talk about how long it takes to do this stuff. And unless it's something that I'm in love with, like, yeah. you know, I don't want, you know, I, I really don't, wouldn't enjoy spending like weeks just stitching like someone's dog or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, something that's not, doesn't speak to me and then sending it away into the world for like, occasionally, yeah. you know, and this isn't an invitation or anything, but like occasionally someone's come and said like, I just want to stitch this. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. And I like, send it into the void and stuff. But, awesome. but you know, and, you know, I'd, I say I don't make any money from this. I don't want to charge for it. It's just something I do to meditate or, or relax or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to have some kind of enjoyment for it. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. but if anyone does want stuff cross stitch, like, just come and ask how to do it. And I'll happily, like, teach you how oh, to do it. And it occasionally tools. I've, you know, made the design for people. A lot of times, actually, I've made designs for people and just sent them off and, and let them yeah. do it. And, you know, usually quite happy to do that. 
yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Very as clear. of stitching something for weeks, it's not something that I'm into. Okay, understood. <laughs> totally, I totally get it. Um, oh, that doesn't make me sound like a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, yeah, I guess like you, you can't just like pump out the project. So like you, yeah. you, you have to leave some space for you. And if it's going to take you like months and months to do something yeah. that's maybe not going to, it's a, it's a long process to yeah. to take on many, many projects, I suppose. Um, any future plans at this point? Like what's the next project? Uh, got to finish the um, Fresh Prince family. Got two to do. Maybe. Need to do Ashley and... Nikki, uh, those things are going to exhibition soon. So just follow me on Instagram. I'll tell you about that. Awesome. Um, and I want to do some more wrestling belts because I just really want a picture of me holding like eight wrestling belts. I think that'd be dope. <laughs> like, just yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Right, Keith. Thank you so much for climbing aboard and for telling me all about the uh, cross stitch game. Thanks and for having me. Intricacies within. Oh, very much pleasure. Uh, may you continue to steady kill it on the cross stitch. And may you continue to produce some amazing podcasts. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Cheers, Keith. Thanks, man. See you, man. See, I told you at the start, it sounded like you said Chaos Clock. I, I really like that. I might have to, I might have to nab that as a Twitter name. Yeah, uh, lot, lots to take in. I admit, I probably asked a few obvious questions, but it's irresistible sometimes. Like, when you have... I just I just think like if I don't know something and if I'm half if I half know something or like yeah if, if there's somebody who knows a lot of stuff in front of me and I've got something I want to ask I just I'm just going to be honest like from now on I just like to be honest and like what does that mean what what's that what's that like I think it's just a good thing to be honest and like, I'm never going to pretend I know stuff if I don't and there's probably you know if I think like if I don't know something guaranteed somebody listening is probably thinking the same thing so yeah uh, if, if it sounds like i'm asking obvious stuff then forgive me but you know it it can clarify things it can uh it can lead on to other stuff yeah and it, it's just uh, i don't know i just i like talking to people about stuff they're into um and yeah <laughs> that's basically what the podcast is about so i hope you've got a bit of insight into the world of cross stitch if you uh, are not otherwise schooled within it um i i really want to give it a go uh i might i'm worried partly that i'm gonna suck but that's part of learning a new skill i suppose uh the potential of sucking at it uh you've got to get over that i guess and just uh see yourself getting better as i keep telling myself when i pick up my banjo and uh, having not progressed in, let's say, five years of running a banjo, I'm wondering where that's going to go. But um, anyway, that's a that's another story. Uh, perhaps I need a like a blind boy banjo break in this podcast. Maybe that'll be the uh, maybe that'll be the move for season two going forward. But at any rate, lovely podcast, if I say so myself. And um, yeah, uh, next episode. I've got two battling for attention, which uh, I think I've got the, um, I think I know who it's going to be. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say it now in case it changes, but uh, got, uh, got a couple of really, really, really cool ones in the bank. So yeah, expect nothing but heat uh, in the next couple of episodes um, after that. And yeah, as I say, I uh, hope, hope the new year has been uh, 
a, a true treat for you so far. Um, I feel like this year is going to be the one, folks. It's going to be a goodie. Yeah, I really hope you enjoy the episodes coming, and I hope you understand about the whole fortnightly thing as well. I think it's going to be, it's going to, in all honesty, it's going to make my life a fair bit easier uh and i'm not adverse to a lot of hard work and and all that good stuff but uh yeah it's um i think i think this is going to be the move so uh let's let's call it an episode right there um until next time be well uh be safe be productive do some cross-stitching Go to Hobbycraft, get yourself some bits, and uh, give it a go. Uh, Failing that, have a go on a piano, pick up a musical instrument, have a jam, get lost in it, give yourself 20 minutes, just take it wherever it goes, uh, pick up a pencil, draw some stuff, do something creative, go on, give it a shot. You cannot lose beginner's mind folks it's a powerful thing just approach it like a beginner and just go with it yeah that's that's my mission for you in the next fortnight uh have a good one catch you soon much love peace What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.